0: Welcome to The One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been, at the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. This one is long awaited. some ways I feel. I kind of thought what was the appropriate time to do an episode like this and I I feel like I've got a handle on it somewhat or at least I found lots of people who have and they can help us out. So today we're going to be talking about moving out of home for the first time. I did this a couple of months ago, probably like three months ago now, maybe less and it has been really great, really great experience and so I want to talk about kind of that experience, what I learned from it and yeah just tips for any people who are wanting to move out of home and kind of don't know what to expect or to people who already have and maybe want a little bit of a leg up, few extra tips, a few extra experiences and perspectives from other people such as myself and I also got my flatmates to contribute to this as well as I asked you guys on Instagram for your tips. I'm going to read out some of those at the end as well. There are many different reasons that would bring a person to wanting to move out of home. I was extremely blessed and privileged to have a family who is incredible, super supportive, would happily let me stay at home for as long as I felt that I needed to. And it was a very happy, safe environment. But, you know, they say when you know, you know, and it was time, it was time to leave um, for sure. So I'd been thinking about it for a little while, but hadn't really put any, any kind of, you know, thought into how I would do it, what it would cost me, like any of the logistics or the practical things around it. Something about me is I can make decisions on the spot and just roll with them. Like I can be quite a spontaneous decision maker sometimes, and so this was definitely one of those times where I had been thinking about it for sure. And then it was like something, you know, something happened and I just flipped a switch like, okay, I have to go now. And then I went on to Flatmates Wanted. And that's how I searched for a flat. I didn't really check with any mutual friends or people outside of my closest circle, if there are any flats around. I sort of just thought, I can't be bothered with the admin of that I'd rather go shopping on Flatmates Wanted and just look through different houses and plus I wanted the experience of going to viewings which I'll talk about later and figuring out what it is I wanted or what houses were like in different areas and all those sorts of things and kind of just figure that out for myself. I'd heard quite negative things about flatmates wanted and other you know flatting Facebook pages from other people you know saying that they've had bad experiences or the people have been strange or just something has happened but I actually had a really positive experience and I think like with anything you have to treat it with a bit of caution and kind of as much as you can get a gut feel for what either the people are going to be like or the place is going to be like before you go and view it. In saying that I hardly did that I kind of just found the rooms that Met my initial requirements, which I had two, was the room had to be carpeted and it had to see natural sunlight. Those were my two just non negotiables. As someone who's lived in a house that's always had wooden floors, I just can't deal with wooden floors in my bedroom. It's got to be carpeted, and natural sunlight is so important for just overall happiness. You know, I cannot. In a dark, dingy space. So that was really important. Having some kind of base level requirements, I think, gives you a good starting point to be able to pick the rooms that you think might suit that and then go to the viewings and kind of get a better idea. Every viewing I went to was really lovely, easy, and relaxed. Like every person I met was super kind and, you know, just really welcoming and that kind of thing, which I hope you would expect with most of these if they're trying to get someone to fill the room. And I was looking in central Auckland area, which is obviously going to be more expensive than outer Auckland or probably other regions or areas of New Zealand. Um, And that was based on, you know, I work in central Auckland. A lot of places I go to or things I do are within central Auckland. So it just made sense to have that close proximity to the city. And it's a way up, right? Like if you're living closer in the city, into the city then you have probably more expensive rent if you're living further out then you might be able to have cheaper rent and location is not going to be important as important to some people as it is to others and I don't think I realized just how convenient living where I live is until I moved in because to me it was like okay this will be handy to be in a good location but I don't think it's going to be a make or break but actually it has been really good and I'm super glad that I've picked the area that I picked uh, because I just love it but yeah going back to the viewings as well it's kind of an interesting experience because it's like a job interview for a place to live you know so you're meeting people that you don't know and they're meeting you and you're kind of get trying to get a gist of what the other one's like and you're both somewhat interviewing the other one and it takes a bit of confidence I think like I was I'm a pretty confident person but I was nervous going into every single viewing I guess because you're kind of you are sort of selling yourself in a way like in a job interview these people are obviously going to judge not judges and judge you but judge your demeanor or what you're like based on how well they think you'd fit into their flat so it is a little bit scary in that sense but such a good activity to build confidence as well especially if you're new to a city or a place and you're just moving in for the first time I think it's a really good way to just kind of get used to talking to new people and not only does it give you the opportunity to meet new people and to talk to them but it helps you to understand what you do and what you don't want exactly like dating not that i know or a job interview, and that will just help narrow down your viewings as you go. If you can't find something you like, you know, you just get more and more particular, and then there's more likelihood that you'll find something you like, and then hopefully the people like you as well. And something I didn't think about was, and my flatmates are there listening, gonna laugh, but was the ratio of toilets, bathrooms to people. Like, I never ever considered this until I moved in because our flat has one toilet between six and sometimes eight if everyone's partners are here to be honest it's actually never caused me a single issue and yeah it's never been a problem for me but I think it's something to consider if you're not thinking about it like I just sort of went to the viewing I had a look in the bathroom did all that but I didn't even think about the ratio of bathrooms you know showers and toilets to people in a flat and I think if that's something that is important to you and will be a make or break then it's really crucial you consider that it was just yeah something I didn't even think about randomly another thing I didn't do within these viewings was ask many questions and I always felt so awkward because people would say oh do you have any questions for us and I'm like "No." But, you know, you kind of want to have some questions to for your own understanding of what the people like and what the flat is like, but to show you have that kind of interest as well. But for me, the reason was because I honestly didn't know what to ask. Like, I didn't even speak to anyone about flat viewings before. I had no idea what I was doing, in all honesty. Like, I was just going in completely blind. I didn't, I had general assumptions about how flat would work, but I didn't, Double check those or confirm them. I just assumed that would be the same for every flat, but every flat will be different and work differently. So it's good to have questions. And even if you're moving into a place on your own, you know, you want to have questions about the place as well. So I've put together a few questions you can ask if you're not sure that I probably would have asked potentially. Uh, The first one is How much would I expect to be paying in bills on top of rent? To be honest, there's a good chance that you'll get told this when you get told what the rent is but if not always good to check that as well. The next one is what's your relationship with your landlord like? Always nice to have a good relationship with your landlord and might give you an indication of how these people communicate or what they're like with relationships with other people. Um, What do you guys get up to in your free time slash what are your neighbors like so always good to know if it's a really social flat if it's a really quiet flat you know what they prefer because you're going to have to mix in with that so you want to be on the same page when it comes to that and if it is a social flat you want to know that you have good relationships with your neighbors so you're not constantly pissing people off around as well. To be honest, a lot of these questions are going to depend on what is important to you and what's a deal breaker. So the next one I have is like, how does the cleaning and cooking work? If for you, you wanted like a rostered based system or you were really go with the flow and you didn't care about who did it, it. was just like whoever was there, then you want to know that you can work into that. So do we make meals together or does everyone cook for themselves those sort of questions like if one way isn't going to suit you then you kind of want to know that going into the flat what do you guys do for work this I feel is a really really key one because you all want to make sure or you want to make sure that you're on the same schedule almost as them so if one of you is doing shift work and gets home at 4am and the other one works in corporate and starts at nine that's probably going to be quite frustrating if one or the other wakes you up and you know, you're know you all moving around at different times. For some people it might work, but I think often you want to be on similar schedules just to avoid any potential miscommunication or conflict or anything like that. I feel like that's actually a really important one. Saving before you move out. I did not save before I moved out. I'm just going to be honest about that. Now, I didn't save any extra money than what I had in my emergency fund and just in my bank account. It would have been any other normal week when I moved out. There was absolutely no saving for this at all and I think that that was a mistake because it's always good to be prepared and it's always good to to have cash allocated to costs that pop up that you weren't aware of which is definitely going to happen when you move out especially when you've never done it before and you're potentially bringing things into the flat or you have to pay for things or whatever so when you move out often you have to pay well most of the time I'd say you have to pay a bond and so that's the amount of money that kind of locks you into the place, kind of like a deposit. And then you want to pay potentially you may have to pay rent in advance as well. So there's that could potentially be fifteen hundred two grand if we're looking on the more expensive side straight away. Or it could be between five hundred and a grand. But either way it's a big sum of money that you'll end up having to give over to someone else and it's worthwhile having that saved before you move out, because when I moved out, I took that out of my emergency fund, and it was a big lump out of that, and then when I moved out, I had two huge expenses that I was not expecting, like within the first four weeks at least, and that was, I spilt an entire glass of water on my laptop, that cost me $1,200 to fix, and my podcast mics broke, and I had... Interviews coming up, I had to get new mics, so that cost me altogether two grand for all the new equipment. Just over three grand for these expenses as I moved out, plus I paid around, I don't know, 1200 or something for rent and my bond. That's four grand out of my emergency fund that I was not expecting, and now my emergency fund is so low to the ground. It's not even funny. I would have been so much more ahead had I not had those expenses, or had I planned for them before moving out but I also think you know I'd gone to these viewings I'd found a place that I liked the people wanted me and so it it just I had to do it it felt right I needed to go now and it wasn't a matter of having time to save for that so there's definitely no regrets in that sense but if I was going to do it again before I even start looking I would save up around a grand to 1500 for the bond and for rent and then also probably an extra 500 just for other things that you might want to buy, like a new wardrobe, a mirror, um, other things for your room or bringing new things into the flat. So I think that a really good thing to do when you move into a new space is to ask the current like flat mates that live there, is there anything that the flat needs that I could potentially contribute? Obviously you're probably going to bring things of your own like maybe cutlery or a nutribullet or a rice cooker or whatever it is that you want to bring with you but is there anything that the flat needs that you could contribute I bought us a vacuum cleaner uh, because I wanted to have a vacuum cleaner and the flat needed a new one well I'm not you know it's not the best one but it was a new vacuum cleaner I also think it's a nice way to kind of introduce yourself to a new space is to check with the people if there's something you can bring in some instant value you can add to everyone's space yeah there were for sure a lot of not hidden costs, but just things I didn't consider when I was moving out. And I think when it comes to saving for things, it's you know always better to save more than you think you're going to need just in case. And once you're in there, I think that a really important thing is to make your space comfortable. I'm someone who I need my room to be like a haven an oasis it has to be my safe place I need to be able to come back here at the end of the day and know that I can jump into bed and everything is okay in the world because I'm safe in this little spot of New Zealand it has to be a place of safety for me that might sound dramatic but it truly it truly does and my room just has always been that for me like even at home it's always been a place that if all else is turning to shit I know I can go into my room and at least have that comfort and to be honest I see most people feel like that like about their bed or whatever or maybe there's a person you feel like that towards but for me having a space where it can help me to rest and feel calm and etc etc that was really important so making my space my oasis Was key. I wouldn't say that I'm fully there. I definitely can't afford to buy that much more for it at the moment, but it's in a nice minimalist state with all the things I love and need in it being, you know, clothes, books, a nice candle, a colour scheme that makes me happy, you know, just all the little things. Oh, yes, this is another thing I did. So when I moved out of home, I culled about half of my shit, which Very lucky to have moved from home where I could leave all that shit there. Sorry, Mum, I definitely need to go back and clean that up. I know I've said I was going to do it ages ago. But yeah, so I I culled at least half of my shit, maybe even three quarters of it. The rule was anything I was bringing here, I had to love and I had to actually use it. So, with clothes, for example, if I was going to bring a clothing item with me, it had to be something that I wore often and that I loved if it was something I wore every now and then it wasn't coming with me and I even didn't bring any jumpers or coats or things like that until just recently because it's only started to get co- cooler now and of course yeah had the luxury of being able to keep things at home which was nice so you wouldn't necessarily have that if you're coming from another flat or the halls at uni but it is so worthwhile to try and sell or throw away anything that you don't use anymore or give it away to someone it is so nice to just not have a cluttered space and one of my rules this year for my low buy year was that if I was going to buy something I had to get rid of something right so bring something in you have to give something away or take something away and so I definitely did that times a thousand when I left home So I feel like I've built enough credits now that I could bring in lots of things, but I'm still going to stick to that rule here. Like any new thing I bring in, like a clothing item or whatever, I have to give another thing away or sell another thing or chuck something out. Okay, so to round this episode out and if you have any more questions feel free to just message me on instagram at the one up project and i will get back to you as quickly as possible but to round this out i have asked my flatmates for advice as well as you guys on an instagram question box thing so i'm going to start with my flatties so first one's from justin i'm going to say this is on behalf of both justin and charlotte so they've said tupperware is a good one, key for saving money, make sure you bring Tupperware with you, you can make extra dinner and have it for lunch as well, so those bulk meals are important, Uh, plus having realistic expectations on budgeting and how much you can save, spend and splurge. For sure, like I definitely think when I decided I was going to move out, I was saving over 50% of my income, right? So over 50% of my income was either going to my investing portfolio or to my emergency fund. Now over 50% of my paycheck is expenses. So that was reduced heavily. And I did do a budget actually. If I did one thing out of this experience, it was I did a budget before I moved out officially. And I knew that that was going to be the case but I didn't actually think about what that would leave me in terms of spending for entertainment and and fun stuff or how that would be realistically living there and now that I'm living it it's like wow I really can't spend money on anything because almost every dollar is going towards something like groceries or fuel or whatever which gives me an immense sense of control because I know where all my money is going plus I know that everything is accounted for so I'm never actually worrying about not covering expenses which is great but anything outside of that is like a luxury and I've also gained a coffee and cafe addiction which is really not good but I think being realistic is super key So my other flatmate Liam has said, buy blankets instead of paying for power to be warm. This is coming from a guy who went to uni in, I think, Dunedin. Dunedin or Wellington? Liam, you can correct me. I feel like you said you're in Dunedin. And they just, it was like a competition because no one could turn on the power, otherwise it was forbidden. So everyone just... War heaps of blankets I think there's definitely a personal preference if you want to pay for power it depends how how cheap you are but one of the other footies also second that so maybe it's a common thing this next one is from my flatmate Lockie which I think is such a great point a great couple of points and I think that yeah, everyone should take these on board for sure. So his key point around flatting is is to compromise and to understand that the exchange for living cheaper in a shared environment, so when you're flatting, is that you can't live to your exact rules and standards and you have to give and take, right? So when you have enough money to live by yourself, you can live by your own rules, you can do what you want. Thank God, I actually love this next part so, so much. So the other side of that compromise is that you then get the benefits of enjoying a shared house with friends and having no bedtimes something you always dreamed of as a 10 year old so don't take it too seriously and try to let the odd things slide yeah I think adding on to that there is the sense of independence that you get more so when you move out at home the funny thing is you know when I was living at home not so long ago now I still had an independence for sure like there was still definitely a level of independence I could do what I want I had full autonomy over my life when I was out of home it was like just this extra layer of independence which really gave me this freedom feeling that I hadn't had before and it's it's so good like it's even though you have that independence at home because you're an adult still it's just completely different and I really appreciate it and I also really appreciate being at home for that reason as well so it's, it's helped me be a lot more grateful but I couldn't agree more with that I literally always remember as a kid just thinking I can't wait till I'm 18 and I can do what I want with my time and I think that's just such a good point his other tip is to try and keep any discussions and complaints off message and bring up everything in person as you literally share walls with each other you'll quickly find out what's worth bringing up and what's not when you have to walk and talk to someone about whatever issue is in your head that is so true I have to say our flat's so good in this sense like never any issues with conflict or miscommunication if someone needs to bring something up which has hardly happened but it's always going to be brought up in the best most chill way I feel so that's been a really good part of it for me and I think that I'm a huge fan and always have been of having any sort of conflict or communication face-to-face doesn't matter how big or small it is that's always just been my style personally because I think one it's easier to see where the other person is coming from because you can watch their body language and see how they're talking and get through it a lot quicker but also it's just nicer to have that in-person communication because like Loki said you're going to have to see them every day you literally share walls with these people you live with them so it's important that you're on good terms but can have that kind of open communication as well. Also my other flatmate Devin had said to me that it's just really important to take care of yourself which I think is an important point as well. When you move out for the first time it can kind of be a bit of a shock depending on how adaptable you are to change. It's completely different and if you're someone who is well looked after at home it's obviously going to be a shock for you to go to absolutely Zero and having to from the ground up build your habits and your independence and everything like that. So, being aware of that, taking care of yourself, like I said, for me, making my space my safe place was really important for that. And I think that with anything, taking care of your mental health when it comes to new experiences and change is always going to be, or always should be, a really, really high priority. And here are a few words. From the lovely, lovely people of Instagram. Don't beat yourself up if your savings dive because you're starting a new life from scratch. Absolutely, that was me. And also, another few tips around just moving out with your belongings. Someone has said that it's an opportunity to decide what you need, slash, what you can live without and throw away, sell, or donate. And then, in addition, someone said, check out Trade Me and Op Shops or secondhand furniture as well as Facebook Marketplace people always, always rave about. So if you're looking for things, check there. But also, you know, make sure you're culling the stuff you don't need because it's nice to just start fresh in a new environment. Someone else has said don't procrastinate. I assume this is for cleaning and task cooking and things like that. Uh, it's so satisfying getting things done ASAP and also a lot easier in the long run. Another person has said buying good quality kitchen stuff is really important like pans, knives. It's cheaper in the long run. Honestly, a good knife makes cooking that much more enjoyable. The smeg knives are the best but just buying a knife sharpener, honestly, it's going to change your life. Sharp knives make cooking a thousand times more enjoyable, I'm telling you now. So I want to step for the process of moving out, like when you're taking your clothes, put your clothes with hangers into a garbage bag and then tie the bag up with the hangers on so that you can like they're like those covers you get from the dry cleaners but it's just black plastic bags or whatever it's a good idea someone said don't move back and then another one a big life decision huge responsibility that will make a person grow and mature further I do think that it's just another one of those life changes that can help to grow your independence as a person both practically because you're doing so much on your own but also emotionally Someone has said if the whole flat cold washes their clothes it saves on power and is actually better for your clothes as well. When it comes to saving and renting at the same time I think I'm going to do a whole separate episode on this and how I personally approach it because like I said going from 50% of my paycheck to savings to 50% of it going to expenses was a massive shock and is a little bit scary when you think about how much you could be saving but also again it's a, it's weighing up the pros and the cons but I think I'll do an entirely separate episode on that and if you have any questions again just send them through to me. But someone had asked a question in this uh, question box that I obviously didn't get to which is annoying because it's a good one and I wish I had have seen it but it says how do you navigate personal space or living with friends or a partner when you're used to more alone time? So I live with people who I initially didn't know so that might make it different because you maybe don't feel like there's as much of an obligation to talk to them or socialize if it was a big group of friends or you were in a relationship with someone and saying that I also wouldn't say that's true because you don't always just want to go down to your room and hide and that kind of thing either and it's really nice to get to know the people you live with so I think I can speak on this because I'm someone who loves my alone time as well I personally love spending time alone. Like I'm always going for walks alone or to a cafe alone or whatever. It's something I've really grown to enjoy. And so I guess living in a space where there's lots of people around all the time, how do you still have that? For me, like with anything that I've spoken about when it comes to personal development, it's about knowing yourself and when you need to put in those boundaries and when you need to have that space. Some days I will cook dinner and eat it out with everyone if everyone's here. And some days I'll go to my room and watch Bridgerton and relax. And that's, you have to know when you need that time to be alone or when you need that time to be social. And I think there's a shared understanding amongst people that we all have those times where we just need to, not be around other people or it's never that serious it's just sometimes you want to have your own space because you've been at work the whole day talking to people and now it's time for you to not talk to anyone I definitely think there's that shared understanding but also making that time outside of the flat as well so taking yourself for a walk or for a coffee date alone or doing those things where you're consciously making efforts to do activities where you're having that time with yourself and also this is definitely a part of making my space my safe place as well because it's, it's that you know I know I can come back here when I'm feeling overwhelmed or I've had a huge day of socialising and I can have that time to relax and know that I'm always going to feel that way when I come in here. I think the navigating personal space when you live with a partner is a whole separate episode which I could pull someone on to talk about if you're keen to hear it. But yeah, I'm going to sum it up there. I'm going to leave it there. I think that's enough. I hope that you've all enjoyed this, gotten something out of it. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts and experiences as well. Please, please message me. And I haven't plugged this in a while, but if you'd like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. And just tell me what you think of the podcast and rate it. I'd really appreciate that. But otherwise, I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.